So this episode is really near and dear to my heart because it's talking about somebody who I knew for a short period of time, but he made a lasting impact. Um, his name is Robert Sims. He is the grandfather of one of my best friends, DK. And DK goes into depth talking about just his life um, and being around Robert Sims and how the man cared for him. This episode is actually a precursor to a series that I'm going to be dropping really, really soon called Birth Control, where we talk to parents about them and how they parent, how they also care for themselves while parenting, and also the life that they have uh, outside of being a parent. So make sure you tune in. Welcome to another episode of Jesus and Jim Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. I have one of my best friends in the whole wide world <laughs> back for part two um, of this podcast. People really like listening to you, um, and they were kind of upset that uh, that you that it wasn't right when I dropped the first one, but the second, yeah. one, but uh. I got Dakivius Wilson. Hey, everybody. <laughs> get him uh-huh. on the podcast today. Um, so, um, <clears throat> you said your favorite pair of gym shoes was the uh, white on white Air Force Ones last time. Well, I started out like that, but now I like the the ones. The Jordan ones? The Jordan what, ones, yes. What was the most recent Jordan one you got? The most recent one was the Royal. Um, the Royal, Royal White and Black. Black. I mean, Royal yeah. White and Black. Black, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice pickup. And I got a pair of sixes. And I got, um, it was a special edition of Jordan's. It was, um, it was like French something. I have to look at it, but I thought the shoe oh, was the Saint Germain. Um, yeah, the Saint Germain. Yes, yes. Yep, I love those. And uh, I'm just waiting on my next pair to see um, what's going to drop soon. Yeah. Oh, so special. I know, right? <laughs> it's so special. Well, we left off talking about nine-year-old DK uh-huh. being extremely empathetic. Yes. Um, now, mm-hmm. um, we also talked about the man, the myth, the legend, Mister uh, Robert Sims. Yay, granddaddy! We were watching something, and you was like, "If that ain't Robert Sims, I don't know who is." Yeah, we were. I was watching Pastor Bishop um, Ivy Hilliard. Oh yeah, Ivy of, Hilliard. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of Houston, and he was preaching. And I said, Lord, this reminds me so much of my granddaddy. And it was just really good to, you know, have that feeling in that moment. Yeah. Bishop Ivy Hilliard used to come on TV when I was a kid. And I used to watch him. His like he he would never sweat. He'd be up to preach it for a whole hour, just never sweat. I don't think he sweated the other day when he was at New Life. Mm-mm. 
No, because I would have been like drenched. Like, what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> These lights are hot up here. But nonetheless. Nonetheless, uh, what was it that stood out about uh, the way Robert Sims parented you, his grandson, as opposed to the way he parented his actual kids? <clears throat> I think when it came to me, <laughs> they had had so many trials and errors. <laughs> um, and when it came to me, he was, it, it was, he was real. Like he was the same person that my friends got to meet was the same person that I lived with. He was no nonsense. He would tell you the truth. Um, he would. He had a different way of showing affection and love, but you knew that you were loved. Um, he was a damn good provider. Um, and which I now tell people, you know, because I think with a lot of men of the era, when they do die, they're, all people talk about is how much they provided or maybe how much they didn't provide. But mm. when he transitioned, he was much more than what he was able to provide for mm-hmm. me. You know, um, there was a real man, you know, that, that, um, that lived a life from, you know, beginning to end. And, and so raising me, it was, he never once talked bad about my biological father, but he always told me the truth about my father. And I respect that so much Um, because that taught me indirectly, like, you know what? With my biological father, I'm not going to, there's no reason for me to talk bad about you because I didn't see that in that house. I didn't, you know, you're still a human, right? Uh, But some of the decisions that you've made, I don't agree with, but that does not warrant me to speak ill will towards you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, taught me that no matter if he was preaching the Sunday school lesson or if I was listening to my pastor, that I go read the word for myself and find the truth for myself. Mm -hmm. And I definitely appreciate that. Um, He was just, it was just all about truth. Because he would say sometimes when him and my grandma would you know have conversations or debates or argue he said i'm gonna tell you what god loved and god loved the truth and <laughs> th- that was his saying and and i now i literally sometimes you know see myself or hear myself saying the exact same thing and so him raising me of course i was of a new generation so in a sense i required more um than my mom and my aunts and uncles did. Um, And so I had to learn his style and he had to learn my style. 
And in the end, you know, there was no stone left unturned between us. That's beautiful. I think a lot of times, and, you know, I know that your grandma, with her still being here, um, she's an amazing person, right? But the thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to kind of talk about was seeing manhood from from just different vantage points, right? So with the work that you do on a regular basis, um, with working with the boys, um, with working at BAM and, you know, all the, the debonair project that you started back in the day, um, you got to see manhood up close, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of, a lot, in a lot of ways, people would say it was traditional manhood, mm-hmm. but it was untraditional because of the fact that, um, of the relationship that you guys had. It wasn't just some one-sided, like, do what I say and that's it. It was uh, malleable as you guys got older. It went it went in ebbs and flows. And as you got older, he saw the... Do you think that he saw the, the man in you as he got older? He always saw the man in me. It was the moments where I didn't see the man in me. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's that's how that that's exactly what I was gonna say, because yeah. uh, I mean it was it was sometimes where I was just like I was like, dude, do you not see what's going on? Um, like the 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 thing that's on the inside of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say <clears throat> to that point, I remember when I was making the decision to move to Chicago, <clears throat> and my, he he always had a room. If you want to do something or go somewhere, talk to me first and not your grandma. Because if I say you can do it, she ain't going to go against me. And it took me a couple of trial and errors to like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with me and my grandma, I'm much more like my grandmother in a sense. Like, we can sit on the phone and talk for hours. Like, you know, that's my good, good girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. but with granddaddy, it was just like, I'm going to give you maybe a good 10 minutes and that's it. I just want you, I just want to know you got a place to lay your head. You got money in your pocket and you taking care of yourself. And if not, we need to figure out what we need to do to make sure that you're okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to make this transition to Chicago, I I said, I'm going to call my granddaddy first. Because if I call my grandma, she's going to talk me out of it, which later on in conversation turned out to be true because she told me, she said, I was going to talk you out of it, but your granddaddy was, you know, he had given you the blessing too. Um, and he said, Kel, when I got old enough to get out of my parents' house, I moved to California. If I can go from Poplar Grove, Arkansas, Marble, Arkansas, and move to California, L.A., you can do this. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, was really unsure, you know, because I was leaving everything behind, like everything that I had grew up in, everything that I was connected to, everything that I thought identified me. I was leaving everything. And he said, you can do it. Give it, give it six months to a year. You ain't got to tell nobody. 
give it six months to a year and see how it works out. And that six months to a year turned out I'm on year eight, you know? And Dang. I've yeah. been at home too long. Lord Jesus. Yeah, and, and uh well, I remind you of a conversation offline that we had that you said you were going to do if certain if a certain thing happened where you were gonna move to, but that's another discussion. But so yeah, take that deep breath. Um, but he told me I could do it. And I did it. And every time, even when I wanted to start a beard Caroline, he said, try it out. Yeah, you might, you know, try it out. And if you need money to fund it, I'll fund it. I hit, you know, send it to you. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. Money is money. You'll make it back. And I was just like, yo, this is some real grown man stuff. Like, like he's literally sitting in, in a space that I yearn to be in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you can do it, whatever you want. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think, you know, of course, us, you know, we we're always in the mode of like, we got to do this and it has to work out. And if it doesn't work out, we're unsuccessful, we're failures. Totally opposite of what, you know, he was teaching me. And 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 I'm so grateful that he saw the man. He saw the man more than I did. Yeah. I think for me, I most definitely took that from him. Um, And the reason why I gleaned to his story so much of just him doing the things that he wanted to do um, and just like realizing his ideas um, is just because of, I was literally before we were, um, before I called you, I was looking at the blueprints for the juice bar that 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 didn't open. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things where, although it took me a couple of years to pay back the money that like I had taken out as a loan, but it's invaluable experience that I had from failing at a business. Like a lot of people just don't ever start. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, also the fact that money is just money. Like you're going to always, it's it, what Chris used to say. It comes easily and frequently. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it's just cash. Like you know, go and do what it is that you have to do. Like don't just jump out there without any research, of course. But like, jump out there. You know, things may go your way. Things may not go your way. Um, and even with like uh, Travis Kalanick, the guy that started Uber or one of the founders of Uber, he his first startup never even launched. And then the second one sold for 19 million. And then there was Uber. Um, <laughs> you know, so you have to like, um, you have to, you know, just get out there and start. And I think that's one of the things that like Mr. Sims hearing just the totality of him, you know, helps me to be like, dang, this man was dope. Yeah. yeah. What's some of the things that you teach? um the boys that are so I know that you aren't like directly like dealing with the boys anymore but like what were some of the some of the key things that you taught to like help them see their manhood um I taught them to Mm self-advocate which meant 
if you don't, if you're in a situation and it doesn't line up with you as a person, then you don't have to be a part of that situation. And so self-advocating means that you have to take an internal look at who you are in that moment, in that space, and in that time. And so a lot of times we're not, as Black men, whether you're light-skinned, dark-skinned, medium-skinned, you're gay or straight, we're not taught to check in with ourselves to see how we feel about something because we're the ones that's supposed to always be on the go and be able to provide. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we are always on the go, we miss the moments where we're supposed to, there's an African proverb that, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it says, when you fall, don't look at what's in front of you, look behind you so that you can see what tripped you. Mm-hmm. And so we're not taught we're, we're not taught to look back. We're not taught to check in with those emotions. We're not taught to check in. We're not taught to see how our decision affected someone else that's connected to us. We're not taught that we sometimes create our own chaos. Yep. And so with that being said, like when I'm telling them, like, I'm not going to always be with you in these classrooms. I'm not going to be with you when you graduate. But when you go over that threshold of my classroom and you're done with this program and and me as your counselor, you're going to know how to self-advocate for yourself. You're going to know that, you know what, just because she looks good or he looks good, I don't like their energy and I don't want to be friends with them or in a relationship with them. Or you know what? I was wrong when I did that. And, and only that becomes a thing of processing in their mind when they learn how to check in and advocate for themselves. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's beautiful. I think to make that more broader and make that the life skill for today, right? We have to checking in with yourself also means allowing yourself to make human error. Absolutely. Um, also allowing yourself to to be kind to yourself. Um, you have to be kind to yourself in those mm-hmm. moments because kindness is what is going to allow you to be able to see yourself clearer. Um, because looking at yourself in a harsh light, you know, you only going to beat up on yourself. And I know for sure that a lot of times we're taught both male and, you know, um, uh, male and female or woman and man, we're taught to look at the most critical parts of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to, I was talking to my therapist when I first started um just I was just on I was on myself like crazy because this is coming out the time of when my big brother passed and when um when I uh 
had lost the juice bar and um, everything was just kind of going haywire, you know, yeah. trying to juggle like ministry, trying to juggle a relationship, um, all of that stuff. Um, oh, shit, we weren't on good terms. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot. Like my world was like changing rapidly and I don't necessarily deal well with change, especially like rapid change like that. And it was a lot happening. Like uh, you go from making six figures to like underemployed. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was hellish, bro. It was hell. But, um, but in any event, you kind of, the thing that I had to learn was that I'm human. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to learn how to check in with myself. Right. Um, and I had to like see myself like in everything that was going on. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, some days it's like, oh, this, this ain't really that bad. Like yeah. you've been through a lot worse. <laughs> you've been through a lot worse. What, what's been one of those times where you've had to check in for yourself? Uh... I think one of the hmm, when I moved here, like I really, really, really had to check in deeply with myself. Like I got to the point I was like, I'm tired of checking in with myself. But mm-hmm. um, when again, out, listen, and the floor. <laughs> and Joe bed like um I I didn't have I I wasn't connected with my people and I only knew you and then which is funny because you know we both go to the same church and how big it is I tell our pastor sometimes I was just like when I first came here you was telling people to ask why you want to go to you know get coffee or get dinner or lunch and it, that didn't really help me because I was trying to get to know people and to make kinship and friendships. And everybody, to me, was acting all, you know, weird, um, you know, and I'm just a Southern boy trying to make connections. But um, I had to check in with myself. And my grandma told me, she said, well, to get a friend, you have to be a friend. And and that really, you know, I've always shown myself friendly, but I had to go into that a little bit deeper and and kind of like you know spread my wings and kind of and and then soon enough like I, I started to you know connect with people that I I was supposed to be connected with and connected to um, so that like moving out of some place you you know to a place where you don't know anybody really you really have to check in with yourself like that. And, you know, have to constantly tell yourself, it's not going to be like this always. You know, are you going to, you know, you want to see what the end going to be. And so, yeah. You got to see what the end going to be. You got to. You here now. Ain't no need of turning back. You really got to see what the end going to be. And, and, you know, case in point, before I moved um, into my new place, the old place that I had, I was in the room and I heard someone crying. And I'm talking about crying loudly. And 
I thought I heard, like, I'm finna shoot myself. I'm finna kill myself. And I was just like, oh, they must be watching something. Like, the TV is, you know, loud or whatever. And I'm like, no, that is literally, like, it was so loud. It was, you know how loud I played my music. It was Mm -hmm. coming over the speakers. And I went outside, and I looked, and it was the upstairs uh, neighbor. He was literally... um, sitting on the steps on the steps in tears and on the phone and the thing is i heard everybody that he had called hey Mm. man you acting stupid you know it ain't you know all this kind of stuff ain't nobody told the man to call the national suicide hotline like you know all this kind of stuff one like oh i'm praying for you but i got to go i gotta go to work and i'm like oh my god is this what humanity like has come to, like he is taking mm-hmm. out his time to call you, to tell you he's thinking about ending his life. And so when I went out there, I nudged him and literally the Glock was in his lap. Mm. And I looked and he looked at me, eyes crying, snot everywhere. And he just said, I've done too much hurt to other people and and I need some peace. And so I just, I just sat out there and I, you know, talked to him and <laughs> said, Hey, you know, you can take the gun out your lap and, you know, put it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but if I had not, decided to see what the end gonna be you could have been hearing about that man's suicide on the news Mm -hmm. like if you don't see what the end is gonna be like you're missing out on so many connections and divine connections where you need to be placed and where you need to do ministry and i'm not talking about just you know ministry at church but life's ministry Mm-hmm. I'm so so glad because he had two beautiful daughters. He had a wife. And yeah, he had a past, but it wasn't, I said, your past of what you've done does not equate like if you should kill yourself or not. Your life is worth living. You got two beautiful daughters that need to grow up with their father because young women who are brought who are uh, who are raised or helped raised by their fathers you know their trajectory in life is so much different from those mm-hmm. who aren't you know um yeah. and that's with young men too so i say you got to you got to see what the end gonna be and after that he literally went and bought me a fifth of hennessy so that's amazing, man. All, I promise there's so many great stories that end and begin with Hennessy. I had a good time that night. Shout out to uh, someone who I would allow sponsor Jesus and Gym Shoes. Um, the Hennessy and Moet Collective. I would most definitely allow them to sponsor Jesus and Gym Shoes. Um, it doesn't go against the brand at all. Um Sorry, that went off topic, but yeah, you got to get that check from LVMH, you know. Yeah, um, (laughs) I'd gladly accept that check from them. Uh, but in any event, I'm grateful that 
you were there, like you were able to show up, you were able to put aside the fear of not knowing what to do for you mm-hmm. to, be able to show up for somebody else. Yeah. Cause we, we don't know. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Um, I've been I, doing urban ministry or urban like small groups. There, there's nothing. Um, <laughs> there are some things that you just can't prepare for when it comes to doing ministry in an urban setting. And when I say urban, I mean like outside of the or inside of the a major metropolitan area where there are so many different influences that are there. Um, and that's one of those experiences that you have to go, that you could, that you go through <laughs> doing urban ministry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, homelessness and, you know, uh, rape and, uh, or I would say, you know, sexual abuse Mm-hmm. Uh, on both sides male and female um is it's interesting god has most definitely given us his grace to be able to care for his people um yeah. in those moments um but back to um mr sims mm-hmm. um he did this really cool thing um, where <laughs> where he owned a gas station and he had you working there. Oh no, no, I didn't work there. That was before my time. Okay, okay, that was that was your uncle that said that then. Okay, yeah, that was my uncle. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, I got that one confused then because I because he was talking about it. Um, he was talking about it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." DK worked. I, I thought he said you worked there too. Mm-mm. I uh, I worked at the uh, Tombstone Company. Okay, the Tombstone. Okay, that's when you worked at too. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I knew about that, but I thought he had the the gas station at the same time. Mm-mm. Okay, child, child, that was in the seventies. <laughs> I was nowhere around there. I mean, you old. I I see the grays in the beard. I mean, that's because of wisdom. That ain't because of my age. Let's get it right. The Bible says, "In all things, seek wisdom." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the scripture for today. In all things, seek wisdom. Seek wisdom, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do an exercise that you talk to uh, JG. Um, where you remember what exercise I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So I want to end the episode with this exercise. I want you to explain it. And then, you know, um, as you're listening to it um, at home, take some time and just, you know, practice it um, and be and be well. So go ahead. Explain the episode. I mean, not explain the episode, but go ahead and explain the exercise. Okay. So the exercise is really going back to what we talked about of checking in with ourselves mm-hmm. um, and checking in with um, people, um, you know, that we love um, and care about. It's called the pies, P-I-E-S, the pies check-in. And so uh, P stands for physically, 
Um, how do you feel physically? Um, I stands for intellectually. Um, what's something that you've learned lately or that you're in the midst of learning? E is what you're feeling emotionally. And then S is what um, you're feeling spiritually. And, and spiritually, I always make the um, clause that, you know, you can be spiritually connected to anything. It's just not God or whomever you, you know, you pray to. Um, you can just be spiritually connected with a person or music or, you know, things of that nature. So I'm going to check in right now. And this is how it's usually modeled. Um, hey, I'm DK. I'm checking in with pies. Physically, I feel great. I went to bed at 8.30 last night, um, woke up at 5, felt well rested and ready to start the day. Um, after, and this is coming from a couple of nights where I wasn't sleeping as well. So I'm grateful that, you know, for the good nights of rest that I do get. Um, intellectually, I am learning... Um, I'm a supervisor now, so I'm learning to deal with um, a maraud of different personalities when it comes to the individuals that I supervise and how to navigate that and how to call out BS when it's time to call out BS, but also um, to call out the growth and the good uh, at the same time. Emotionally, I am I am feeling kind of gloomy since it is a gloomy day outside a little bit. Um, I do love the sun. I'm a child of the sun. And it's becoming that season where the days get shorter. Um, that always messes with me. Seasonal depression is real. So I'm gearing up things to help me, you know, fight that. And spiritually, spiritually, I'm, I'm connected to my family. I am connected to the work that I do. I'm connected to God. Um, and I'm connected to um, my music playlist that I play every morning because uh, it literally helps uh, me out throughout the day. And so with that, I have checked in. And once we say that, I have checked in. Usually the collective say, Ashe. Um which solidifies that the person has been heard and, you know, what they've shared has been received. So that's something that you can take and do it with your students, your, your loved ones. You can do it with yourself in the moments of peace and meditation. You can do that with yourself. And yeah, it's just something that you can do to reflect and check in with yourself with and others. And I think, um, I'll say this before we end. I appreciate that um, so much. But uh, I pr is step-by-step -step still on your morning playlist? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I despise that song. You love that song. Step-by-step. Step. <sighs> good old, good old, good old nippy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good old nippy. Well, uh, DK, where can people find you at? 
People can find me at your nearest taco spot. Uh, <laughs> I, love taco. <laughs> I love a good taco and some elote. Um, but no, you can find me on Instagram at IDK06. And you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, Dekevious M. Wilson. Um, and that's D-E, capital K-E-V-I-O-U-S. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me at. Well, this has been another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. We can be found at this is underscore Jesus and Gym Shoes on Instagram. Um, and make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Tell some folks about it. Uh, love you. And make sure you check in with yourself. Peace. Peace, y'all. Love y'all.